Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Fourth and Gold Ministries. What a blessing it is to have you guys join us on tonight. Uh, tonight, we have the special honor and privilege of having the leader of our group, uh, who God placed before us, Brent Johnson, lead this devotional. And it's going to be on There's Still Life. What an awesome devotional where he spoke about different things, the problem, the promise, the proclamation. And we just have a couple questions for you, B, while you're on the phone. Uh, first, could you tell me what inspired you to bring this message, There's Still Life? Well, it's a very good reminder in our situations. A lot of times in our situations, we get to a point to where we, we feel like there is no life in our situation or this situation is dead or God cannot work his miracle in this situation. So as Ezekiel was used by God to bring life and to show that, listen, I'm able to even bring life in these dry bones. Not bones that had just died, not people who were, you know, they died a, a week ago. These, these bones were dry and I've been out in the sun. And he used that as an example to remind us that, listen, man, there, there's life in your situation. Yes. So I wanted to, to kind of remind everyone as well as remind myself by bringing that story of Ezekiel. Man, what a wonderful reminder. There's still life in your situation. There's still life in your circumstance. It's always encouraging to hear that. Second question for you, B. Uh, tell me, what is it that you hope listeners gain hearing there is life? Well, you know, we kind of said it just now. You said it again. Is We just got to be, be reminded. And if we can get an illustration and if we can see God working a miracle in that situation, we can believe it for ourselves. And as we say, you know, as Christians, we're the body of believers and we're all in this fellowship together. So if he's blessing my neighbor, he's doing it for somebody else, man. Our brother Corey always says, if I'm in the neighborhood, man, he's got to circle back to me. So, you know, during the time of your trials and tribulation and when you feel like there is no life, I encourage you to encourage somebody else in their problem and see what God can do for you. So here Ezekiel was used, you know, he was a watchman over Israel and he was truly a prophet and somebody who was obedient. So in the midst of your struggle, your situation, remember that there's still life, but we have to trust. So I hope that at the end of this, that you're able to gain better clarity on what to do while you're going through that situation of feeling like there's no life. Yes, man. Well, that is awesome. It's always encouraging knowing there's still life situations, especially when you're in the valley of those situations. Yes, sir. We're excited to hear this message tonight. And with no further ado, here's our leader, Brent Johnson, with Bears Still Life. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you first and foremost for who you are. We thank you for this opportunity. Just a fellowship with like believers, Lord, we ask that you will give us a rainbow word tonight. Lord, hide me behind the cross and that they may see all of you and none of me. And just give us something that we maybe take, make a take back to others, Lord. You've called us to be disciples, Lord, so we, we want to sharpen up our discipleship tonight, Lord. So feed us and allow our ground to be fertile to, to receive your word. These things we ask in your name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. So tonight we're going to... We're going to look at a passage of scripture that is, it, it, it may be familiar to some, um, but we're going to come out of the book of Ezekiel. 
And the title for tonight is There is Still Life. There is Still Life. Now, before we jump in to Ezekiel, I kind of want to lead us up to where we are in the Bible here. So Ezekiel is the latter part of the Old Testament, but there's a lot to happen right before that. And I'm going to give us a quick 45 seconds just to get us caught up because I want us to understand so that we can better appreciate what God did in and through Ezekiel uh, in this passage. So we have Abraham, right, father, father of of many nations, Abraham, who is, we're all seeds of Abraham. Abraham was, God said he'd be the father of many. So Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob wrestled with the angel, and his name was changed to Israel. That's where we get the Israel and Israelites. And Jacob had the 12 sons, and the 12 tribes of Israel came from Jacob. And we know the story of Joseph was sold into slavery by his, you know, he was a son of Jacob, son of Israel, sold into slavery, went to Egypt. You know, fast forward through that story, famine in the land, Joseph brought his son or his brothers to Egypt, brought the, the, his family. And so the Israelites went to Egypt and just like God said, they multiplied, they expanded and they um, took over Egypt. And so much so that the new when Pharaoh came into power, he enslaved the Israelites. So here we have Israelites favored falling again right so they, they were they were enslaved and then moses came on the scene and pharaoh let my people go right moses feet freed the israelites so now god saved them again saved his people they get to the wilderness same thing in the wilderness they get they start worshiping idols all these things have the israelites go from being saved seeing god forgetting about god all over again right and so they saw the promised land we have the 12 spies going into the canaan the land of canaan and they didn't believe in God, so they, they had to wander for 40 years. And all this up and down, up and down, up and down with the Israelites, who are God's chosen people. And right. uh, we we are God's chosen people. So here we have all this going on with the Israelites, and then we have Ezekiel coming on the scene. So fast forward all the way through to Ezekiel right here. So we're going to read Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 1 through 14. But in the beginning of Ezekiel, Ezekiel is introduced as a priest. So he's a priest, and... He's, he's God's chosen, and so God shows him and sends him to Israel to see the Israelites. And when he sees the Israelites, he sees how rebellious, how disruptive, and how they completely have forgot about God all over again. So much so that Ezekiel like falls down and cries, and is just in such turmoil, and God speaks to him and says, listen, rise up, get up, stand, I need you to do my work. And so then he, he makes Ezekiel a watchman. He says, I'm going to put you over the people of Israel as a watchman to bring them back to me. So that's in first first three chapters of Ezekiel. Now we get all the way to the, to the story for the night, Ezekiel chapter 37. And the title for in the passage here in my Bible, it says, these dry bones live. And this is a story of Ezekiel speaking to the dry bones. So there, there are three sections we're going to look at here. We're going to divide these 14 verses into three. And the first thought is, is three Ps. The, pro, the problem, the promise, and the proclamation. Okay. Quick question. So we're going to, yes, sir. Was that the title? The title, the title is There is Still Life. That's okay. the title for our devotion of the night. And I, I was saying, like, you know how the, the, the chapter have a little heading at the top? Mm -hmm. the, right. top of, the top of mine had um, these dry bones. So 
But it's three. So we're gonna we're gonna break this into three: the problem, the promise, and the proclamation. Okay. So we're going to begin with the first verse in chapter 37. So let me read this. I always want us to hear the word. Uh, so Ezekiel chapter 37, begin with verse 1. And here starts the problem. So the problem is the Israelites are wayward. They're rebellious. They are out of control, right? And so we're picking up with God speaking to Ezekiel in chapter 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought, brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones then he caused me to pass by them all and behold there were many and they were there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry so they had been there for a long time right they were dry no marrow in them dead bones and he said to me son of man can these bones live now this is and, and we'll see here this is a symbolism of these bones represent israelites and he uses this analogy and he's speaking to ezekiel here and he asked him can these dry bones live and he answered oh lord god only you know so he was saying listen i i don't god that you have to answer that question can these can these bones live i don't i don't know i don't see life in these bones like i i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on with these israelites i don't know what's going on with these people I, can they live can can dry bones live and in the natural, he's looking at a field slain because the Bible says in Deuteronomy that when he was he was talking to, he said, you know, I will cause your enemies to to win over you in battles and, and your your bodies will be slain out and left for the animals and the birds to pick you clean and leave your bones. And so this is what we see here is bones being left. It's just a scattered field in the valley. They're in the valley. And we've talked about this before, that valley experience. So here's the problem is right now they don't see life in these bones. And he's asking Ezekiel, do, do you see any hope for these Israelites? Do you see life in these bones? And the same thing, we look at Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that's where they're in the valley of death right now. And we are, we are God's people. So we are the sheep. And sheep aren't meant to live in the valley. We may pass through the valley but we're not meant to be in the valley and live in the valley and here we have ezekiel who was called to be in the valley in this moment and that's and that's where we find ourselves oftentimes like we run into issues run into problems and we're just like these israelites god has saved us in situations and we and we flee from him we turn from him we, we do all these things we do just like these israelites do he saved us from pharaoh saved us out of egypt mm -hmm. And here we are turning right back and forgetting what he did for us. So we are right. these dry bones. We are we are these same Israel. We are the same situation as them. Mm -hmm. So when God is asking, can these bones live? That's the same question he's asking us. When we as Christians, if we are we're in our rightful place and we see sinners and we're walking through that valley of the shadow of death and we're walking through this land of bones and we see the problem, can these, they, do we see life in these people? Can, can we see past what their situation is? Can we see what's going on with them and say, God, only you know, but is there life in those bones? So the problem is these situations to where we are dead, to where the Israelites are dead, and where these bones, not only, this is not a fresh death, these bones are dry. These bones have, have no life in them. And so when you ask the question, can these bones live? That That's the problem because there's no life currently in the situation that we find ourselves in.
Like, what situation are we in in life that we're dead, right? To where there's no life in us, right? So that, that's the problem. The next is the promise, all right? So we're gonna we're gonna pick it up in verse four. Um, I couldn't put your in there, but so verse four again, he said to me, "Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God." to these bones surely i will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live i will put sinews sinews is tissue on 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 you and bring flesh upon you cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live then you shall know that i am the lord so i prophesied as i was commanded uh, verse seven so i prophesied at, prophesied as i was commanded and as i prophesied there was a noise and they suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, I looked and the sinews, the tissue and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But the end of verse eight, but there was no breath in them. All right. So here, here we're moving into the promise. We, we looked at the problem with the, the, the valley of the dry bones and the situation and the shadow of death, the, the valley of the shadow of death. So now we're moving from the problem to the promise. And, and this is where we are when, when we're first hearing about God, right? Because we, whether we're a full sinner who's never been saved or a Christian or a backslider who needs to hear God, someone may, someone may come to us and we hear the promise, right? Because right now these bones are hearing the promise. They're hearing about God. And so God forms them back into the likeness and the image and they look like they have life in them yet there was no breath in them right the, the end of verse eight so we've not reached a full promise because right now when, whenever someone witnesses to to me if, if i'm a backslider somebody witnesses to me i get to hear the promise I, I get to hear about who god is i get to hear that god did this god did that and whether I, i'm a sinner or I'm a backslider, whatever it is, and now I get to hear the promise. But until God breathes into me, I don't get the full promise. Because right now we're still part of the problem. Because, yeah, we look like we have it together, but God has not done his work on the inside yet, right? So on the outside, we look like, yeah, okay, well, he figured it out. He's no longer going through the problem he's going through. But that doesn't mean I have God on the inside, right? So we don't have the full, full promise just yet. So we pick it up in verse nine, and, and now we're going to get the full, we're going to move from the problem all the way to the promise here, to the second part. Verse nine, it says, also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on the slain, that they may live. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood, and they stood. So now we have the full promise, because the breath of God is on the inside. The breath has come into them. And the reason we know it's the full promise is because it's they stood. So so whenever we're in a situation, I'll read us a couple of verses here. Um, it, the, the way we know the promise is in our life and the promise is on us and God is in us is because in our situation, we stand. Proverbs 24, 16 says, the righteous man falls down seven times, but he stands 
back up. Uh, when we looked at um, the, the full armor of God, it says once you put on the full armor of God, having done all else, the last thing it said to do is to stand. So until we stand in who he is, until we stand in his promises and stand on his word, that's when the promises are fulfilled within us. And that breath of life that God prophesied and used Ezekiel to prophesy to these dry bones, he, he first prophesied and the bones were assembled back together and they became flesh, but they still laid there until he prophesied the breath of life and the breath of God into them, which, which is his word. And the same thing for us, until we get the word on the inside, until God moves on that center or that backslider, that's when the promises are fulfilled. So we can't just lay there. Once we get a word from God, we, we can't lay there. The same thing he said to Ezekiel at the very beginning of Ezekiel, when Ezekiel went and saw the, saw the land of Israel and he fell to his face. God spoke a word into it. Ezekiel, when it said in um, chapter two, verse one, it said when God when 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 God spoke to Ezekiel, he it rose him to his feet and he stood on his feet. So when he heard the word of God, it automatically made him stand. And the same thing when God breathed into these dry bones into that flesh, it automatically made them stand. When God speaks to us, it should automatically make us stand. When we know that we're working on when God is on the inside is when we stand up him and stand firm into his promises his promises are yes and amen so whatever he has called us to do when when we have that on the, that assurance we stand we stand firm the bible says that having all after we've done everything else we know to do we stand and so so now we move into the last part here which is the proclamation okay so we had the problem the problem was we're dead we're dead in this valley we're in the valley of, of dry bones and these dry bones. And he asked Ezekiel, do you see life in these dry bones? And he was like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't see anything. I just left Israel and they are terrible. They're, they are rebellious. And God even warned Ezekiel earlier in the book of Ezekiel about, listen, they're not going to give you, they're going to, they're going to say bad things to you. They're, they're going to try to hurt you, but continue to stand up for the things I say. Just say what I say, or just say whatever I tell you to say. And he did it all throughout Ezekiel. Um, and so, he, and that's when he brought him to the situation. So we pick it up in verse number 11. Now we're going to move to the proclamation. Okay. Then he said to him, and this is his correlation when, he, when he's talking about these dry bones. He's saying these dry bones represent the Israelites. So verse 11 here says, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry and we have lost our hope. And we ourselves are cut off. So the Israelites, a lot of them were wayward, but there were still some who were following who God was. And, and they recognized this. And we as a people, we as a Christian body, we as Israelites have just fallen apart. Like we're, we're a fallen generation. But people were recognizing that. And they're saying, listen, we're dry. We're dry bones. God has moved his hand off of us. Like, can we live again? I, I don't see life in us anymore. I don't think God can use us. And Jesus was to come through the line of the Israelites. And the line of Abraham. And so he had to turn these Israelites back to him. So the proclamation. So he goes on to say. Therefore prophesy and say to them. So again he's telling Ezekiel prophesy to these people again. Once you see. First he prophesied to the bones. Now I want you to go to these people and prophesy. So verse 12. Therefore prophesy to them and say to them. Thus says the Lord. Behold 
oh my people, I will open up the graves and cause you to come up out of the graves and bring you to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, oh my people, and brought you up from the grave. Verse 14 is the proclamation. This is the proclamation he gave, right? So the, pro the problem was the bones were dry. The promise was, I will give you life. He gave them life. He breathed life into them. And here's the proclamation, verse 14. And this is what he told them. I will put my spirit in you. So not, not only will I, will I take you out of this valley, not only will I lift you up out of the situation, not only will I forget everything that you did, all the problems that you had, all the ways that you forgot somehow what I did for you, and you straight away, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to raise you back up. I'm going to cause you to stand. I'm going to breathe on the inside. I'm going to give you another chance at life. I'm going to give you life. And not only am I going to give you life, I proclaim and I will give you my spirit. And so the last thing that he did was he proclaimed to them that he was going to give him, give them his spirit. And so he gave his spirit back to the Israelites and, and brought them back to him. And he used Ezekiel to do that. And, and what we what I want us to think about tonight is, is where do we find ourselves in these three? Are, are, are we living in the problem? Are, are we in the valley right now? Are we living in the valley? Are we dead? Are we dry? Are, are we not figuring out what's going on, what God is using us to do? Are, are we forgetting about who God was? Do we feel dry? Do we feel like there's no life on the inside of us? When he asked Ezekiel, do you see these, do you see life in these bones? Can these bones live? So and, and let's say we're, we're we're in our discipleship. And we see a sinner and God is asking us, listen, do you, you see that guy over there? Do you see life in him? And, and, and are we saying no, like that person will never be saved. They'll never come to God to know who God is. Like, who are we, who are we to judge that person? Who are we to say that person has no life on the inside of them? Right. If he, he calls these bones to get up and live again, surely this person who has functionality and, and life on the inside can, can do the same thing. So are, are we are we in the problem? Are we in the valley? Are we part of the problem? Number two, do we recognize and are we living in his promise? Are we spreading his promise? His promises are yes and amen. His promise is that he will breathe life on the inside of us. And the last thing, do we recognize and do we realize and are we living in the proclamation that he gave us, that he will give us the gift of his Holy Spirit and he will leave us his Holy Spirit? Like, do we, are we living in that proclamation? Um, and I, I want to share one last thing with you is if you, if you heard the, the slogan, um, and I'm sure y'all might've heard this. They say it all the time, the Lord is willing, the creek don't rise. Have you ever heard that? The Lord, if the Lord is willing, the creek don't rise. If somebody say, Hey man, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll say, well, yeah, the Lord is willing, the creek don't rise. Have you ever heard that? Anybody? Nobody ever heard that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So that, you know, I, I heard it's not too long ago, man. Um, well, it's been maybe a while now. But so th there was a, um, a proclamation or a decree and a law they were trying to pass in Alabama, 1800s, whatever it was. And uh, they were trying to take over territory. And they were trying to take over Indian reservation land. And the Creek are an aboriginal tribe. They're, they're an Indian tribe. Like Catawba Indians, Seminole Indians, there was also the Creek Indians. And so when they were signing this petition, they were saying that this petition would go through if the Lord is willing and if the Creek don't rise. 
which means the Creek Indians don't rise against us because there's way too many of them. They will overtake us if they realize what's going on and we try and they realize that we're taking their land and the Creek rise up against us, then we will lose this attempt to take the Indian reservation. And so they were saying that if the Lord is willing and they would bring the Lord into this because they were taking land that wasn't there, but if the Creek don't rise and that's the same thing when we talk about standing, at the end, if those Creek Indians knew the power they had to just stand up, if they were to rise, they would have not had the land taken over. But they didn't know what was going on, and they didn't rise. And so when you hear this, the, the, the slogan, if Lord's willing, the Creek don't rise, they're talking about the Creek Indians in that scenario. Um, but it's just, I want us to just to get the symbolism of what happens when we stand, what happens when we rise up and stand in our rightful place. And having done all else, have to stand father god we thank you for your message tonight we thank you for your your word we thank you for using somebody such as ezekiel lord we we claim and we ask you to use us as modern day ezekiel lord we we want to be able to prophesy and speak to these dry bones we want to be able to prophesy to someone in a valley experience to prophesy to them and to speak life in this situation lord there is still life there's still an opportunity there's still a chance for them to be saved redeemed and ultimately brought back to you god if we are in a state to where we're in a valley god i ask that you will speak to us and speak life into our dry bones our dry situation our dead situation whatever it may be so i thank you for what you're going to do in us through us and by us these things we ask in your holy son precious son mighty son jesus name amen